Welcome to this episode of Ms. Law Explains Things. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Ms. Law Explains Things. So, this is the second episode, okay, uh, of 2021. Hope everybody has been keeping well. So, just to have a little bit of a link back to last week's episode, we are looking at China's economic recovery from twenty uh, from the pandemic, uh, and we were looking at what are some of the reasons, right, being AD and AS that have led to China's slow economic recovery. So I thought that this would also be a very great time for us to bring in ideas of balance of payments, right? So something that everybody may be having a little bit of trouble with and trying to understand what is this whole idea of balance of payments. So just before we launch into today's article, which is, by the way, about the U.S. Uh, trade deficit, is that, you know, what are some of the accounts under the balance of payments, right? So think of it as you are trying to record your transactions between, uh, let's say, China and the U.S., right? So what is China's current account? So China's current account is talking about the trade in goods and services, right? So the exports and imports, right? We also have the capital and financial account, which talks about investment, have the inflow and outflow of investment, both short run and long run. And we also have the financial account, right, which talks about, you know, certain financial uh, instruments. So what we usually actually focus mainly on is the first account, which is the current account, also known as the trade balance. Okay, so I think, you know, for a lot of us who have read some stuff, you know, on the internet or articles or been aware of what's happening in the world, um, there's been this long-standing trade war right, between the economic superpowers, China and, and the US. So interestingly, because of this uh, pandemic, of course, uh, the US also has been plunged into a pandemic recession. But this article talks about how it delivers a trade surprise. So what the article starts with is that it says that during an economic slowdown, uh, the US will tend to see the balance of trade tighten. Right, so maybe last time they had a surplus or they had a deficit, it doesn't matter how big or you know it is, it will tend to actually shrink. Okay, so in pandemic times, the US economy has shrunk faster than it did during the Great Recession, which is actually a very significant uh, thing to take note of. And the unemployment rate has more than doubled uh, since this time. So, why is this gap between what Americans buy and sell abroad larger than a year ago? So, very interesting, this is very colloquial. People also talk about buying and selling abroad and that's basically the inflow and outflow of income into and out of the economy right for america buying and selling so if i were for example of an american were to buy something that is basically uh, buy something let's say abroad right so maybe he buys a product from india right or buys a product from singapore right for example then basically there will be an outflow right from the american economy to the singapore economy to the Singapore economy but if the american sells something like maybe something that's made in america or maybe some of the american agricultural products right if it sells the products then that's an export but if i buy things from abroad that's an import right so sometimes you need to kind of like translate all of this language so that you have a greater understanding of what exactly is happening so the usual pattern that we usually see in the american economy can be explained in a couple of ways the u.s imports a lot of consumer goods which makes a lot of sense so when Americans are buying less in general, they usually buy less from abroad. Kind of makes sense, right? And usually during a recession, we will get, get to this in, in the next few episodes, monetary policy is often loosened. So monetary policy is actually the operation 
of certain tools in the economy to actually influence uh, the levels of economic growth in, uh, in an economy. So the usual tools are actually interest rates. Okay, it could be your currency as well, and it could even control capital flow. But for now, we are just going to talk about it as generally monetary policy. We will dive a bit deeper into it in a subsequent episode. So, but this article actually kind of lays it out quite clearly, which is a more competitive currency. A more competitive currency is basically also known as the depreciation of the currency because you want to make your exports more price competitive compared to the same good produced in another country. So that is a possible policy response that the U.S. could actually um, think of, right, in this situation. And because of the recession, it makes sense that there are fewer luxury products that are brought, bought from abroad. Okay, so because a lot of American tourists stay home, and foreign tourists might see an opportunity to come spend in the U.S. when their currency will go further. So because the pandemic has forced Americans and indeed a lot of people to avoid uh, indoor Oops, the economic impact has played out in a very interesting way. So, one common denominator, right, in this entire state of defense is the fact the fact that the American government has actually had a lot of stimulus efforts. So, think of it as fiscal policy, which is what you're going to be actually learning about, and probably some of you have started reading about fiscal policy or know something about it. And in the American context, that is actually checks mailed to many American households expanded unemployment benefits for workers who lost their jobs and all of these benefits were actually generous enough right such that they could boost incomes and lower poverty despite a massive leap in unemployment so like unemployment and poverty like we always think oh it's like actually the same thing but not necessarily the case there might be a lot of unemployment but because of unemployment benefits these people may not be actually you know living below the poverty line right and they could even have some of surplus you know, money to go and like purchase consumer goods. So this is very interesting because usually we just associate, oh, one shot, there's unemployment, then wow, poverty will like skyrocket. Not necessarily because it depends on how uh, the government is actually trying to tackle the problem. So of course, the US has imported a lot of goods and uh, interestingly, it has probably been about pharmaceuticals, I think, in recent times. So what else also makes this particular recession pandemic actually recession unique because service-focused businesses like bars, restaurants, concert hall, hotel, airline have all closed, leaving those who can keep working with extra money to spend. So many of them, instead of buying all these things, right, they're buying like home goods, exercise machinery, televisions, computers. So in general, money shifted from services to goods is going to mean a rising share of imports. So like, you know, they want to buy all of these other things but it's very expensive for them to produce it locally domestically in the u.s so they're going to buy a lot of imports so we've had a very interesting combination in the u.s of macro stimulus which means both on the fiscal fiscal by the way just refers to government spending okay or uh, basically changing the taxation regime so gnt and monetary as i was saying refers to like you know uh shifting the changing the currency changing interest rates okay or changing the flow of capital and a shift in consumption patterns towards traded goods due to people being more at home, people moving into new homes, being needed to be furnished, it means more imports. What does more imports mean? There's going to be a change in the trade balance of the US. So what is the trade balance before we move on? The trade balance of the US refers to the current account, which is the X minus M, export revenue minus import expenditure. 
importantly, right, it's export revenue. I'm earning revenue on my exports, but I'm spending on my import, so it's import expenditure. Okay, and because you're obviously buying more imports, it's going to be a shift, and it's going to spell a widening trade deficit. What is a trade deficit? Trade deficit is when you actually import more than you export. We already know that before the pandemic, the US already was having a trade deficit. So we need to know what was the before, before we can talk about the after, right? So already at the trade deficit, people are spending more imports. Naturally, it doesn't take much of, much for us to really like get to this conclusion, widening trade deficit. But the important thing here is now that the shift towards imports is more dramatic than in other countries. Maybe other countries are also buying more imports, but we're talking about the difference in the degree of the impact. Interestingly, at the same time, there are also other unique factors. So there's been like a rush to obtain chemicals and materials that are needed to perform the coronavirus test and to develop and de deliver all of these you know, vaccines. Okay? So it all actually shows up in a lot of the data that has been collected. Interestingly, imports of gold have also risen dramatically, likely in response to some investors' fear of rising inflation. So like what well, everybody's importing gold, you know, and they're trying to hold like a safe asset. So they are really fearful of rising inflation. And why would people fear rising inflation? Because interest rates are low, so if people, everybody suddenly starts to spend and invest, right, it's going to drive AD, and AD is going to shift into the part of the AS, which is actually close to YF, we're going to have demand for inflation. And anyway, high government spending is also going to boost AD. So if suddenly inflation becomes a problem, everybody is very concerned, okay, uh, about the, the, va the value of gold. So interestingly, on the other side of the trade balance equation, besides all of these imports, right, the US was already facing some headwinds. Headwinds, by the way, is like not good things. Huh? Okay, so people are saying, that, wow, headwinds, is it like very good? You know, but headwinds, are, if you read properly, it's not a good thing. Okay, because the leading exporter, Boeing, is still working to convince airlines and regulators that the flagship product, the 737 MAX airliner, is safe. So combined with all of the pandemic-driven travel restrictions, the US saw dropping exports of planes in their parts. The trade war with China is also a factor here because less exports of soya beans to the previous top customer. Okay, so since the last recession, the US has also emerged as a major exporter of petroleum. But as coronavirus spread around the world, demand for oil has fallen commensurately because people are not driving cars, people are not driving vehicles, people are not really, you know, uh, using oil. Okay, so leaving the US exporting less of its money maker. Falling global demand also means that other key US exports like cars and car parts have suffered too because people are not really necessarily buying cars at this point in time. They're buying more important things, more essential things like food. So the unusual nature of the current recession also shows up because there's been falling exports of things like artwork, jewellery and diamonds. Goods often purchased by foreign travellers on American shopping sprees because they're going unsold. Because the US visits to the US have been banned by many governments all the trade restrictions. So what next? This atypical, which means not usual, trade data helps explain the current moment of uncertainty in the economy. Because there's been a lot of the economic support programs that have been enacted by the US government, but sadly they are going to expire. It's not going to be like, you know, a forever kind of thing. And the biggest difference now is the magnitude of the government's intervention. So remember we always talk about like trade deficit, trade surplus, we also need to think about the government budget deficit or government budget surplus. Okay, so, in times of economic recession, we usually run a budget deficit, we spend more, right, because we're trying to fuel economic growth. And when things are good, we relax the policy and we become a government budget surplus. So, economic activity in the US has begun to rebound, but it still remains well below the pre-pandemic levels. 
if the virus continues to spread and more restrictions are unavoidable, you will see that there will actually be a downward trend on many, many fronts. So, of course, there's been a lot of government policies that have been put in, like um, trying to actually uh, help out the average American household. But the biggest question is not, uh, you know, more of like whether the U.S. will sustain the rescue for these uh, people below the poverty line. And trade is also recovering much more swiftly, which is good. Okay, so interestingly, right, this entire article, I think what it actually brings out is that when we think about, you know, what is happening to a country's trade balance, which is a very important component on the entire balance of payments, right, we need to think about what is affecting the X and the M. And I think this article has really, you know, highlighted to us that there are a very big range, a big variety of factors that actually cause X and M to change. And I hope that you can actually take this article, which is actually linked in the description, um, as a sort of revision aid to think about, hey, why is the X and the M changing? What are some of the underlying factors? right? And if you actually start to think about these particular situations, it really helps you to ground your understanding in the real world, right? And to better understand context, okay? So in the next few episodes, we're going to actually dive a little bit deeper into the various types of macroeconomic policies, right, as well as slowly, slowly progress into one of the most interesting chapters, I feel, of international trade, because we're living in very interesting times where trade may not necessarily be uh, the best thing or the thing that is on every country's mind. Okay, thank you, and I will see you in our next episode.